Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. I'm Karen. We're doing this intro specifically today because we've already pre-recorded Coffee with the Sarlows weeks ago. Um, We have purposely waited to do our intro because as you know, we do show notes, but we've been waiting on news um, from Ontario officials and also our Hampton Inn here Mm -hmm. locally to know if our event was going to run. Yeah. So we're doing this um, separately. You'll see our outfits change if you're watching on YouTube. Um, But we just wanted to let you know that we have gone ahead and made what we feel is the most responsible decision, and that is to cancel our July and August events. So those evening with medium events that were supposed to run have been canceled. And by the time uh, this goes out, you will have already seen your refunds come through. So if any of you have questions or concerns about that, please call us directly at 705-476-2613, or you can email us at info at We just ask that you have patience as we get back to you personally so that you feel uh, well taken care of in this process. Mm-hmm. Okay, into show notes. Go. I'm going to start with Sips of Sanity because that's typically my thing. Um, it's a short mini series that we hope that you love and that you get hooked on. It's all about emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence. It's in a series of five shows and they run the first week of every single month. Um, the very first one will always be free for you at bysarlo.com. So you can always head over there to hear that one. And the rest, the other four in the series each month, can be found at patreon.com backslash by Sarlo. And I forget the name of the tier. Oh, yeah. It's in Light Roast. In our Light Roast category. So if you go to Light Roast and if you check out all the categories, you'll see that as you go up in each category, Sips of Sanity goes with you. So that is the very first category that you'll find it in. Yes. And I think to do uh, better justice to Patreon, if you're listening and you're still kind of confused as to what this all is all about, um, as you've mentioned, it is for your emotional and spiritual intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, it is interactive content that we're putting mm-hmm. out um, multiple times a week, mm-hmm. um, crazy amounts considering it's you know all in a month. Uh, and it's all meant to help you have those tools for your life, for your relationships, for your work, um, so that you are living a happier and healthier and more fun life. Yeah. And if anyone's listening, I did steal the Lululemon mission statement there. Um, That was a little bit of plagiarism, but I feel like it's true. So um, the other thing that we wanted to really excitedly announce, um, kind of juxtaposed to our not so fun news, is that we're officially on Spotify. So I apologize to everyone that it's taken us this long. Um, It was not on our radar because we are Apple users, um, but people have reached out and let us know that that is something that we've been missing. And so our badass genius, Dave Nyber, has put us up today and uh, all the podcasts are available there. Episode 35 is missing. I'm well aware. Please don't email me. We have no idea where that file went. And by we, I mean I. So um, we're aware of it. Okay. We just want to let you you guys know. But uh, if we are missing anything else in, in the way that you like to stream or get your information, please mm-hmm. tell us. Yeah. Um, you know, we are in the Apple world and we don't often know about other things that are coming up, but we certainly want to be able to reach you uh, in any way that you enjoy interacting with us. Mm-hmm. Fair? Yeah. Okay. For sure. Uh, Take it away with our business. Well, we're still open for business all the way through COVID. We have been from start to finish. Um, We see clients all the time, year round, COVID or no COVID, by Skype, FaceTime, WhatsApp, Zoom, 
and telephone. So we give you five ways to connect with us, four where you can see us face-to-face over the devices. Um, Yeah, I think that's... And I mean, people often say, is it as accurate? Is it as good? And I think it is. I, I, I know that the information is as accurate because we're the ones connecting to the spirit guides. It doesn't matter what device you're using and it doesn't matter where you are. If you're in your jammies or if you're is, you know, sitting in your bathing suit or your jeans, it makes no difference to us. It does an appropriateness, but... <laughs> well, yes. But I'm saying that the accuracy and the connection for Kelly and I remains constant. Mm-hmm. And a lot of local people question that that has nothing to do with it it's just whatever you're comfortable with yeah and we're just making the statement that we're not yet comfortable opening our home we don't have ppe we are not ripping up carpets we're not getting rid of um you know material chairs we don't have the ability to wipe those things down and take care of you or ourselves the way that other um, professional settings do Mm -hmm. and we're well aware of that so we're just saying that we're still happy to continue taking clients Mm -hmm. uh, but it will be via distance we very much understand that some of you miss coming uh, into the home falling asleep on our couch (laughs) uh, and just feeling safe in in this environment and that's very touching and we appreciate that and we are excited to welcome you back to that we're just not there yet Um, so thank you for respecting that and for keeping us in business this entire time oh yeah um you know Karen's never had to worry about losing her home. Yeah, I've never had to worry about losing my office, and we're very aware that many of you uh, have experienced that. Yeah. So thank you genuinely for for continuing to support us. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll jump into today's show. Yes. Okay. Okay, so let's get right into today's stuff, Kelly. Um, and before we start, you look beautiful. Oh, thank you. I woke up late. <laughs> Doesn't it feel good? When you hear you're beautiful mm-hmm. on the days you wake up late. Yeah. That's <laughs> just a stress <laughs> I did not need. Well, it's been um, it's been challenging in people's dreams lately, eh? Mm-hmm. Like I know that you've come over and you've talked about um, how busy it is in the dreams, how sometimes they're violent or they're um, very much where we're working still, helping people, um, which is the dream walking stuff, but how you can get up in the morning and feel like you worked all night long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, you look beautiful. And also just human miss your alarm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So today's show is um, three stories. And the very first one is about a client that calls in. So let's just remind people now that these are our COVID days of 2020. We're in June. And we're still using telephone, Skype, FaceTime, WhatsApp. And, and Zoom. And Zoom. Thank you. My favorite. Yeah. Yeah. That one's my favorite too. We didn't get paid to say that, by the way. We're not getting paid for anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not to promote any of them. But um, the very first person who calls in is, is a young woman. And she asks about a contract. So she says, I just understand that you do soul contracts. And if I give you a name, would you be able to tell me what the soul contract is? And I said, yes, I love reading the soul contracts. Absolutely. She goes, you don't need to know if it's a dad, brother, like what the relationship is. And I said, no, I, I, I'm fine not knowing that. Don't even need a name. Exactly. So, or, or she can give me the name and just give me that whatever way she wants to approach it. Yeah, but I'm pointing out that it's whatever way the client wants to approach it. That's what I'm saying. You don't need it. 
Right. Okay, I get what you're saying. Thank you for clarifying mm-hmm. that. So I'm going to start once again by saying, would you like to pick two names? This is a female and a male partner. But the client is female? Yes. So I'll pick Judy. Okay. And Donald. Judy and Donald. So Judy is asking for the contract between her and Donald. And the guides came in and said it was a partner. I asked her that and she said yes. And I'm expecting yes, because that's what they've told me. I'm not asking her because I'm trying to get her to tell me. The guides are confirming it. And I expect consistent yes answers through the whole session. So, and that's typical of all sessions. Mm -hmm. For us. That's how we work. For us. Yes. But I've, anyway, so let's just keep going. So she says to me, um, anything in the contract at all would be helpful. So there's a little bit of a go open and a little bit of a boundary, this particular relationship. So the guide said to me, well, um, she's extremely people-pleasing. And he's extremely narcissistic. And she doesn't know any of these terms. Okay. So what do I do with that? And they said, well, I said, like, what would be helpful for her that might really address something that's just really what's biting her ass today? Like, why she made this phone call? Like, what what pushed her to that tipping point of, I just want to find something out? And they said, oh, that's easy. And I said, okay, so is it a pattern? What is it? And they said, damn right, it's a pattern. That's why she's pissed. And I said, well, you have to describe the pattern or show it to me, whatever it is that you need to do. Well, they show me this pattern of where he says things to her like, um, uh, I will get therapy. I will, you know, uh, um, I will make a lot of money when we move here. I'm going to do this at this point. So it's all promises. But the promises are consistent in that they're always about the future. So it's not the promise I'm going to do it now, and then he's going to get it done. It's always something that I'm going to talk about it so that I'm going to do this, but i got to do nothing currently. And the promise is very specific. He's very smart. He will pay attention particularly to what she hopes for. So if she hopes for more money, that will be the promise he will make. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to get a promotion. I'm going to move up in my career. He promises the things he knows that are her triggers. or And I'll say her triggers slash hopes. Because if I say triggers, people might think that that just makes her angry. I mean her triggers as in it triggers her to stay because it's tied to what she hopes for. Yeah, or you could reword it as a need. Yes, you could. Right? Yes. So if he sees a need and knows he can't fulfill it, but can make a promise about it, she can feel somewhat hopeful. Yes. That my need will be met if I stay. That's right. And so as a result of her willingness to stay for the hope, the promise the need, whatever it is. She does things in the present moment. So you got to do this, babe. So she does what needs to get done in the relationship and he doesn't because he focuses on, I will do things in the future, but the future doesn't come. So when she brings it back up again, because now here's your pattern, right? 
So when she brings it back up again, he just does the very same thing. But he will make a reason why it didn't work. The doctor's office booked the appointment, canceled it. This occurred, da-da-da. There's There are excuses, and they're never... Well, sometimes they're his fault, and he'll say, sorry about that, babe. But it's still part of the game of just the promise. And so I explained all of that to her, and I said, well, this is part of the contract, but first of all, is all of this information correct? And she goes, yes. And you can see by her tone of voice and her energy and everything that I think I've hit the nail on the head just because of how she's presenting. But I said to her, okay, so you're looking excited about what I've said. Is this the reason that you called then? Because that's how you're presenting to me. Yes. And I said, okay, I'm looking for that as a validation because that's what the guides have given me. So if we are a match, I'm good to continue. If it's not, then I need to ask the guides what I've missed. Did someone hurt you this last week? What do you mean? I don't know. You haven't explained this process in a really long time, and it usually comes up once you've been hurt by a client. Oh, no, I can explain that after. Okay. No, it's not a hurt. a Judy issue? No, it's okay. not. It's an educational issue. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can I can absolutely remind me of that question sure. later. So she confirms that that is the issue and I said to her, "Oh, I said he's future faking you." <laughs> and she goes, "What?" I said, "Sounds like a real bad orgasm." <laughs> <laughs> How was it? Oh, he future faked me. Okay, yeah, so good, Kelly. I said, he future fakes you. And she goes, and you can just yeah. see she's trying to actually digest what that means. He's faking me about what I want to believe about my future. And so she gets that piece. And I'm like, ah, so you get it. He's he's always going to make you promises about future. He's never going to tell you what he's doing currently. <laughs> you don't do that when you're a narcissist. And she goes, say that again. And I said, oh, well, he's a narcissist. And then she goes, okay, I don't even know what that means. So I explain what that means briefly. And yeah, because there's a lot to explain in all of these things, which is part of why I said this all came up today. I put things together in an order for a reason. Mm -hmm. I've had time to put the show together. So I said, well, the future faking is this process. And I said, and so you stay because of what he promises for your future, but you're the one that's getting everything done. So the other aspect of this is, is that you called because you're angry. And and she goes, yeah. And she goes, but, uh, and you can see. <laughs> yeah, we just talked about that. I know. It's why you had the, a, a client situation yourself in this regard. And I said, so you're angry and she goes, could you go into why I'm angry? She goes, because like I'm super uncomfortable. And I know this was your client session as well. I'm super uncomfortable why I'm angry because I'm so conflicted because he gives me hope, but I'm in a bad mood. So then he attacks me because I'm the one in the bad mood. When he thinks I'm giving you hope, you should be in a good mood. So you're just being bitchy. <laughs> this is even funnier that I related it to a fake orgasm because yeah. it's like, shouldn't you be happy? It's like, well, no, the orgasm wasn't actually real. 
So like I'm still over here not satisfied. Totally. And angry. I'm very proud of myself right now. Yeah, you should be. We should go back and forth about that fake orgasm because it is so good in terms of then you you are not satisfied. You may lie, lie about it mm-hmm. You because you stay because you're hopeful that maybe the next time I'll get that orgasm. But you know, it's been two decades and I haven't had one mm-hmm. unless I do it on my own. Okay. So again, if you put that back into the relationship, how in other ways, then when is she happy in the relationship? When she's doing things and she likes what she's doing. Mm-hmm. So if she now ha- does the, the taking care of the kids because, you know, he's promised that he's going to get better at participating, but isn't doing it currently, she's the one driving the kids, cooking the meals, doing the homework. She's doing it all. So does she, is she happy Well, she can be if the kids get a good grade, if the kids achieve, but now it's dependent on that the kids have to actually do well. Or be in good moods themselves. Yes. And because of COVID days, it ain't happening. (laughs) It's just not happening. It's snowballing. And he can't keep promising for the future because she's so living in the present. She's in a freaking rage mm-hmm. because she she's trying to live presently and he he's panicked because he can't just keep making promises about the future anymore. It's not working. Well, we don't even know what that's going to look like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So his whole system is crumbling because of COVID. I feel like most people's are and is, it's been a real good thing. It's the reason for the show. Oh, okay. I think too. I'll mention just for listeners because we have them, we have listeners all over the world or people who watch all over the world. Um, we're currently recording on May fourteenth, so this is not going to air until June sixth or fourth, yeah. depending on whether or not you get it for early access. Um, but we're in the thick of it here in Northern Ontario, Canada. Yeah. Other countries have moved on. Perhaps you're already in your second wave. We're just starting our second wave. Um, so that that's where we're at. Yeah, we are currently at where people are thinking it's just the very beginning of reopening and starting to get back to a norm. And the second wave hasn't fully hit us yet. So we this is our position. Mm-hmm. So this is why she's calling is because she's forced into living in the current. And because of that, all of her people pleasing is at its wit's end. Which is the anger. Yes. And so here she goes saying to me, could we go into that anger a little bit? And I said, we can. We absolutely can. And we've done it in other shows, you and I. So I suggested she go listen to the other shows on the emotional message charting. We did from uh, Linda Khanov's book. And maybe we can attach that to the show. Yep, I can do that. If possible, there's going to be, you're going to see there's going to be a few things that I'm going to ask you to attach to this show. Yeah, the only, the only difficult part for me is when it is in reference to Sips of Sanity because those are on our Patreon platform. Right. So when you, when you reference anything Sips of Sanity related, um, it's not accessible unless they're willing to be on the Patreon platform. Okay, then you know what we'll do is we'll offer them some Patreon and some 
free stuff. Yep. So that if people are in that situation of I can't afford it, well, we still want to help you. And if you can, then there will be extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And As, and we have mentioned too quite a few times in yeah. posts and in, in um, our show notes that if you want to join, get a taste of Patreon or are on it and need to continue but can't afford it, um, we are offering free months, no questions asked. If you yeah. need access but can't can't shell out the money, that's fine. Yeah, um, you just message us and let us know, and we'll make sure that that fee is waived in the back end because the content is more important right now than anything. Yes. So, so that I'm going to go into the anchor part briefly because we have done it on other shows. But I said to her things like, "Well, because the guide said it, not because I choose to." The guide said, well, there's a constant state of living in disappointment. Constant. Because it's always a promise that's broken. So she and it, and and she's figuring out that there's no intention to do it anymore. It's something said to keep her paralyzed. And she goes, paralyzed? And I said, Yeah, you're not going anywhere. And I said, and literally, COVID, you're not going anywhere. So you've actually really fully are seeing that you can't go anywhere in that relationship. But now it's like, it's, it's physical. You can't get out of the house. You can't get out of the room, out of the relationship. Unless maybe you can go out into the yard or out for a walk and then you're right back in it again. So there's no way to run outside of it anymore. So if he's truly just promising things and you need help currently with dinner and the kids and 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 your own needs, it's not happening. And and for most of us who are still not able to open up our bubble, other people can't run to your rescue and meet those needs that your partner won't. Yes. So if you were used to having the support from your siblings, your adult siblings who help co-parent, or you had help from friends or neighbors, they're just not there anymore. Parents, another single friend who has a partner who's a narcissist. So the two of you have partnered each other so that your narcissistic partners could live their own lives and gaslight you. That's also common. Mm -hmm. You pick a two girlfriends or two guy friends or whatever will pick a friend who's in the same situation mm-hmm. so that they can both stay stuck where they are um, and not have to deal with it. And there are reasons why we don't deal with it. Some of them are very valid, like financial reasons. This isn't to pick on Judy at all, but it's simply to state what the reality is, because this is what she's struggling with, is accepting the reality. She hasn't even gotten to the place of admitting or knowing that she's a codependent and he's a narcissist, Mm -hmm. that this is future faking. She doesn't even know any of the terms. Did you make that up? No. Did you read that in your book? This is from Dr. Romani's YouTube platform. And it's one of the things I wanted to ask you about because... I love her platform on YouTube of educating everybody about everything codependent and everything narcissist. Yep, we can link up, link that up as and well. And I, I want to actually try and link more of her stuff and Dr. Margaret Rutherford's stuff and all, all of these, like we do with the ladies who write the books. Mm-hmm. I, I want to keep giving people more and more references and more and more tools in a variety of ways because not everybody has time to read the book. Mm-hmm. So some people can put on a 10-minute um, YouTube conversation or just listen to her explain 
um, Future Faking, for example. And her video popped up right in the middle of when I'm seeing all these clients. And I thought... Because our FBI agents are listening. Right. Like, oh, we should just send up some, you know, some psychologists on her YouTube. Just said this to a girl, Karen. I just said this to Karen this morning. We we were chatting outside, social distancing. Um, what were we t- we were talking about? Oh my God, what was it? I can't remember if it was sewing, it, it, because you were bringing up sewing. Mm-hmm. And then I got up this morning, and all of my I got three or four emails came in because I searched it. Okay, right? so I've been searching it. on Google, typing in sewing machines. If anyone wants to help me out. <laughs> Hit me, hit me up. Okay. So all of a sudden, all these emails came in about all these different... Anyway, okay. So so Dr. Romani's in, uh, show came up, and it was on this topic. And I clicked on it because I didn't know the term either. I know the concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've studied enough to know what it is. I know these people. Yeah, I've lived these people. <laughs> totally. Who hasn't? But... Um, the term came up and the term caught my attention. So while I was making supper last night, I thought, oh, I'll listen to her show. And I had listened to Dr. Rutherford's and I thought, oh, I'll listen to one of each and I'll see if there's there are these new terms I can help people learn. And I heard this future faking and I thought, this is my show. Mm-hmm. This is perfect. So I, that's why I wanted to put it into the show and talk about her her uh, YouTube channel. Cool. I wanted to offer for anyone who's experiencing a future faker. Yes. Um, one of the most simplest things you can do is ask them by when. Oh yeah. And 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 um, ask them to work backwards. So if they're promising something that they'll do something in two months, and you know it's going to take five steps to get to that point, then you may say, so if that's when it's going to be completed, when will you have this done by? Okay, and when will you have the, the products purchased by? And when will you have the instructions um, in hand? And and work it backwards till the closest date possible and just watch them fucking squirm. Well, I love what you just did because we are doing in Sips of Sanity for June, healthy conversations versus unhealthy conversations. So you just gave a wonderful example of how you can go with a narcissist from the unhealthy, where you just say, "What can you help me with the kids?" And they're like, "Yep, I can." When I'm done, da 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 da, and it's always future, future. And you're talking about giving them that example, and then you just did the healthy one. Yes, and I, and I, I hesitate to even call it healthy. But it is healthy in the sense that it's going to actually put on the table whether or not they're going to follow through. Yes. Because the real narcissist who has no intention of doing anything will actually, it'll spark their anger really fast. Well, you don't trust me? Well, why are you asking me all these questions? And and it goes into this defensiveness where you can go, well, if if you're saying it's going to get done then, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm checking in to see what the the check-in points are. And I want to be there. To support you, I want to um, I want to make sure that this is getting done and and what the deadlines are. And I think it's good for people to understand here that we don't actually expect you to change the narcissist. They're going no. to continue to do it. Yes, this is a process for you, the codependent, to see that in fact they had no intention. Yes, it is for you to see them fall and fail. It is for you to make a decision 
are you staying in that relationship? Yeah. This is not actually about them changing. Yeah. So when you when you ask these questions and you see the defensiveness, the anger, the verbal abuse that comes yes. your way, you can sit there and be like, and I'm done. Yes. And so when you say they attack and they they go at you, why are you? Then that's when you need to know the 15 forms of verbal abuse to become the observer and go, oh, you just changed the subject. Oh, you just avoided. You just withheld information. You just accused and blamed. A- accused and, bl- and ridiculed me. You just attacked me. You and you can sit there and go, "Wow, out of fifteen, you had a solid seven. Because I asked you about a deadline, right? And that's you training me that if I have enough gumption to hold you accountable, I can expect to be attacked with seven forms of abuse. Why? Would I remain in a relationship where I'm being trained that every time I'm healthy, I am abused? Okay. And this is actually a point I wanted to go back to because when you were talking about Judy saying like, you know, what the heck, like what the heck, what, what is this pattern? Like why? Yeah. Remember too that some people call us to actually ask that particular question where they will say, I know what the pattern is. They might already have those answered for themselves and be a good observer. Some people call to actually say, what is it that I'm staying for? Why do I stay? And so we go into their childhood. We go into past lives. We go in to actually uproot what that trigger or that wound was, right? Um, that moment of trauma so that they can understand, oh, okay, now I understand. Um, And then you can decide what to do about it. Okay. I'm going to go into the second one. And then the third one is going to be exactly that. But I wrote them in this order for that particular reason. (laughs) I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't jump ahead. (laughs) It's good. You're very well accessorized today, by the way. Oh, thank you. Checking you out lots. (laughs) So the second one is something people maybe they have children or don't have children and our our, our partners are listening to this and going, well, I'm single. That doesn't sit with me. I don't understand that one. Um, I'm going to go to another example. And could you give me two names, please? Uh, What? It doesn't matter this time. Well, I'll say what binary genders. It doesn't matter. Oh. This is going to be a boss and an employee. So genders won't matter. Neil and Zach. Okay, so we'll make Neil the employee and Zach the boss. So in this, another session that I had, um, Neil calls and says, um, could you give me the sole contract with Zach? And so I said to the guides, oh, who's, who's Zach to him? Is this his dad? Is this his dog? Like, who is it? And they're like, no, Zach is a boss. And Less I'm, fun than a dog. <laughs> Yes. Oh, shit. Yes. No kidding. A narcissistic boss. Way less fun than a dog or a cat. And I said, um, okay, what's up? And so they explained to me that Zach makes all these promises of in the future. So in the future, um, if you do all of this work and you work, you know, 50 hours and then it increases to like 52 and then it's 53 and then it's 55, it's just ridiculous the amount of work that the boss wants. So Zach wants perfection. So the bars change. Instead of just needing to get something done, and it doesn't have to be perfect, it just needed to get done, he now wants perfection. So he constantly moves the bar. Mm -hmm. 
all the time. And then sometimes he sets the bar to perfection and someone else does it just to get by and it's fine. So Neil never understands when he's supposed to have perfection and not because the boss is always holding him to a different standard than other people, but he's never getting the raise. He's never getting a promotion. He's never getting the move he wants to another city because he's asked for a transfer and it's always withheld. Always. So again, the future faking of, oh yes, you're going to get this, but somebody else got it. Somebody else with more whatever. Oh, I, I went and you know, I, I spoke on your behalf, but they complained about your behavior. And it's like my behavior. There's nothing wrong with this with Neil's behavior. Nothing at all. As a matter of fact, it's ridiculous ridiculously above and beyond. So Zach is hitting all of Neil's people pleasing mm-hmm. and forcing it into like a five out of five out of a fear of I'm not going to get what I want. And this time it has to do with career advancement, finances. It has to do with like pension and everything mm-hmm. that matters about our, our, our economic status. So that one I can totally relate to because it was done to me in a work environment mm-hmm. where I went into a school system and was told, if you volunteer, you'll get on the board. So for years, I volunteered full-time hours, inputting data in their computers, teaching their students programs for computers, teaching and writing up or typing up all of the report cards for every teacher in the school, free. That's gross. And was told, will you do this and you'll have a full-time job at the end of it. That's that example of future faking. Mm -hmm. And so two principals in this community did that to me for a long time. But, and when we get into this, the third one, you know, people might listen to that and go, well, that was, you're, you're stupid. Other people might go, no, I totally get it. I'm volunteering. And well, and our, and our school system is set up that way. If you think about students, not just not parents yeah. who want to get onto a board or into a job, um, but you go to university or college and you're expected to do internships yeah. unpaid. You're expected to do apprenticeships sometimes unpaid, right? And then if you're overlooked after that, you've put in all these hours and you've yeah. been future faked. That's right. And and I'm trying to say that very legitimate companies do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, boards of education do it. All kinds of professionals, organizations do it, mm-hmm. where they they future fake you. Mm-hmm. So so Neil is future faked, and it's described in his session to him so that he now can be presented with the opportunity to say to a certain day, and I'm done, or I'm going to look for another job while I'm still working here and I have to continue doing this, but I'm going to cut back my hours or I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, whatever it is that he figures out once he realizes what's being done to him. Mm -hmm. Because once you understand it, once you know that they do it to you because you are the codependent, they don't do it to a narcissist. (laughs) Narcissists don't allow it. Narcissists get the promotion. Narcissists get the job. Good? Mm-hmm. I think tons of people need to hear that. I certainly saw that. 
I ended up finding out where other people got the job that I was waiting for in that school board. And it was when I approached and said, why not me? They turned it on me. Can I give a different example? Yes. I've been promoted to a management position with the future promise of you can make changes, good, healthy changes in this organization. We can move in the direction of letting the unhealthy people go, Mm -hmm. do all of these things, implement all of these structures, implement all of these these new rules, and we'll get to a healthier place. And totally ended up catering to the narcissist, even though I got the promotion and was told you can make the good changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, when the future actually hit them in the, in the present, they didn't. They didn't actually want it. No, but we, we and I just say we because I can identify with this position, ended up doing all of the other work that yes. they wanted actually done. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's, t- it's, um, it's abuse. Yeah, and I think it's important for people to know that because if you are one of those people that got promoted and you think, oh, well, no, I'm safe, I got the promotion, you might be in the exact same position that we're talking about, though, mm-hmm. where they're catering to someone who is not of as high status as you, right? Um, but we're revolving things around them anyway. Yeah, yes. Thank you. So the third example here is the case of Another situation where a child, but this is an adult child now, called in. So I'm going to ask you for two names, and it can be any two again because it's just the child-parent situation. In this particular case, Kelly, it was a female client with a father image that did it. So you can pick that combination of names, but I want people to still be really open-minded here. Sarah and Ken. Okay. So Sarah is the adult child, and her dad, Ken, is probably in his, I'd say maybe 50s or, you know, early 60s, like that kind of age. Um, And so when she phoned in and again asked for what was up, she didn't say sole contract. It was just sort of like, what's up with my dad and I? And she says, like, you know, what do you get around it? So that's just sort of the way that people word it. And I explained again to her that her dad... And her were at a point where there was no contact anymore. And she says, what does that mean? And I I said, not speaking to each other. You don't want to see him. You have walked out of the relationship and it's like you won't return his calls. You're avoiding his texts. And she went, yep. And I, she says, and, and what can you tell me about that? Like, how does he feel? And I said, well, he's angry. And she goes, good. And I said, it feels good because you've been angry for two decades. She's in her early 20s. And she goes, what? And I said, well, the guides are saying that you've been angry since you were a very small child with him. Because, again, if we go back to this whole concept, you'll get ice cream if you clean your room. So she cleans her room. No ice cream. So there's lots of future promising again. But he doesn't ever he doesn't deliver. And most often he doesn't flat out. So when he does, it's on such a rare occasion that it is a big deal. And it's a family story. Remember when dad actually did take us to Niagara Falls? Remember when dad actually did do this? 
Those are the big family stories now because they're such big events. And they have to focus on those because all this, all this future faking is so big. So in order to keep sort of a, a balance and keep him in her life, she had to focus on the things he actually did do. And now that she's just sick of those family stories, because there's not very many, there's just a few. Now that she's sick of hearing them every time the family gets together, or every time a new boyfriend comes in, and she has to describe her relationship with her dad, and she's got these same stories, she's come to realize, I don't want to talk about those stories anymore. And so she's dropped away from her father. She's just so angry that she just doesn't want to have anything to do with him, but she can't put her finger on how to explain it. Mm -hmm. She doesn't have the words and the vocabulary. Just the exhaustion. (laughs) Yes. And hence the three stories that are all similar. But I think if people hear the child's story first, and now we go back to thinking about Sarah, then we can think, oh, right. So if you've got a Sarah who's had a dad that's done that to her since childhood, since birth, and now we have these other two people, and they're older, one's in this marriage, you know, for eight or nine years, and she's in her 30s. And then we've got this guy, Neil, who's, you know, he's in his 40s, and he's got a boss that's that's doing this to him. Now we can understand why four decades later, you're still in the same place, but with a different person. Mm-hmm. And that more people can do it to you in life, and that your anger exists But boy, if you actually end up wanting to deal with how angry you really are, you might have to stop talking to your dad, dump your partner, and quit your job. And we're now we're overwhelmed because we've we've created this. Mm -hmm. We've created this, all these relationships, and we've tolerated it, and we feel victimized by it. So that's just gonna set some people off that they're angry that they're going to hear they created it. But the point in saying that is to say, but you can fix it. Mm-hmm. You created it so you can fix it. So I'm, I'm completely understanding why you had a good laugh when I talked to you about my client this morning before we sat down to tape because this is exactly her. Yeah. I think it's exactly a lot of people mm-hmm. in terms of trying to figure out what it's called when someone does it. So I just, uh, you know, <laughs> I just want to say thank you, Dr. Romani. And and that's not her last name. It will go up on our stuff today so people can actually know. But that's what she goes by on her YouTube channel. She does write out her full last name, but I just didn't write it down. Um, but she actually is a psychiatrist or psychologist who actually gives us all the terms. Mm-hmm. She gives us all kinds of examples so if people listen to our show and hop over and look up Dr. Romani Future Faking, they're going to see that she's got consistently the same stories that are coming through in our sessions because this is life. This is how it plays out in these roles. Mm-hmm. So when I heard her show last night, it was I just stood in the kitchen, put my knife down, and it was like, oh my God. I'm glad you put your knife down. Yeah, I, and I and I say that facetiously, but also yes. in all seriousness, because so many of my clients, specifically my life coaching clients, who know that they're committed to series of sessions, 
um, will say or express in the assessment, well, Kelly, if I come, like, do I have to leave my marriage, leave my, my children, leave my, my job? Like, is this going to be where like, I have nothing because I'm getting healthy? And it's like, "Hmm, I don't know how to make this a healthy promise for you because yeah, you may need to do those things to be healthy. Right. Um, If you are dealing with people who genuinely don't want to be healthy, you may be the instigator of change and then watch people around you go, Ooh, I like this and want to change with you. Yes. But yeah, like I've, and I've had people, you know, partway through and after coaching be like, well, I don't like people. I've discovered that everyone around me is unhealthy and I'm really mm-hmm. unhappy now. And it's like, well, it's always been this way though. And you've always been unhappy. You're just understanding now why. Yeah. And that's why we do Sips of Sanity is to give people the tools to either mm-hmm. work in those relationships, but work healthily with these people. Um, or figure out a plan of action for change with your father, with a partner, yep. with a girlfriend, with a boss, with a coworker, so that you either either figure out that you're staying, but you're making changes, or that you are over time going to make your own changes and leave something, or that you're going to initiate new friendships with the healthy people. Mm-hmm. And they do exist. What we believe when we're stuck in this stuff we believe that everybody is this way, and that is not true. Mm-hmm. That is flatly not true. But if we believe that, then we allow ourselves to stay. Mm-hmm. That's the key statement that we, or the key thing we have to believe. So what I did was I sat down with the first person and I said, Judy, I said, um, uh, sorry, yeah, that's correct, yeah, yeah, eh? it is. I said, can we go back to the anger? And she goes, you sure can, girl. <laughs> and I said, I'm just going to go through a list of some of the things in out of the 15 forms of anger that you're experiencing because of these cycles. And she goes, okay. So I named things, and it's written down here on this list. I'm going to try and go through some of it without actually looking at the list. But I said, out of the forms of anger, you are always disappointed. You are always frustrated. You have to deal with him crossing your boundaries. You want him to do certain things, and you're going to do certain things, but now he crosses your boundaries, so you have to get things done. You're sad. And she looked at me and went, and you, all she did was just breathe. Her answer was in her breath. Mm-hmm. You're grieving. And she looked at me and went, that's a form of anger? And I said, it is. And I said, so while you're in the relationship and staying in it, you actually grieve the fact that you don't have the relationship you you hoped for. So your grieving is continual. Because when he brings up the hope, you go back up again, and then you have to go back into the sadness again, and then the grieving again. So you constantly go through these horrific cycles of all of these forms of anger repeatedly. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they all happen in five minutes so that you can get on and go over there and help the kids with math. So you move through them tremendously quickly. And at other times, you're buried in them. So you also have anxiety because you never know 
if a hope will actually be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. So if he throws you crumbs and actually gives you one once in a while, you stay. But it's so shaming that you stay for that and for that little that you actually feel shame. And she's like, oh boy. And I said, and you feel guilt. Because if you turn around and look at your kids, and this is what they're modeling, and now you're starting to watch their behavior. And not like it. And not like it, and be angry, and pick on your kids, because they're actually doing the same thing as him. They're making these false future promises. They're doing the very same thing. You're losing your shit on your kids. You're actually becoming aggressive about it because you can't with your partner because he verbally abuses you. Mm -hmm. So as a result of him verbally abusing you and you don't know what to do back and you shut down in it, you turn around and are taking it out on the kids. So you feel guilt and shame. And I said, do you want me to continue with the other forms of abuse? And she goes, no. Yeah. No. She goes, uh, good enough. And I said, well, I have these from Linda's book with all her information for finding the book and Linda Kohanov. I said, I can send you all of that if you'd like it. Well, I, I, you know, I try to say people's names and stuff so that they can research. And I said, I can send this to you so that you can actually access that other person as well. And she goes, I'd like that. So in her session, which I would say, I think she booked like 90 minutes. Wow. Which was fantastic because this wasn't jammed into a half hour where her head just blew off her shoulders and she just didn't know what to make of the session. She actually got a session where she recorded it. She was writing notes. She sat there and would ask questions. She gave herself time over 90 minutes for process. She asked for some tools or how to find them. It wasn't rushed. Mm -hmm. and, and I say it wasn't rushed also, Kelly, in the sense that she had moments where she was able to feel some things and be able to go, yeah, I feel that and I feel ashamed that I do. And we could sit there and say, well, if I don't make you feel shame and we just work on some tools, would you feel better? Yes. And then she got to realize that once you get some of the tools, your shame and your guilt can go away really quickly because now you know how to deal with it the next time and you can practice. Well, you're not fleeing from it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think, you know, as much as we joke about, well, did you die? You know, it, it's a it's a funny bar of like, mm. but did you die? You do have to sit in the uncomfortable feeling long enough to actually discover, oh, it didn't kill me. Yeah. I can still put one foot in front of the other and decide to get up when I'm, when I'm ready. Uh, and it is, all jokes aside, it is a very important discovery so that you stop fleeing from it, can sit in it long enough to follow a train of thought as to why you are feeling the shame. Well, and that's what that narcissistic partner does when they attack you. They have you hit a brick wall of so many emotions by abusing you, that you go into what you and I in the past have called emotional paralysis. Yeah. Where you Which, freeze. Yes. And the emotional paralysis can also look like get busy. Get busy, fight back. It, it can look like a lot of things and because it doesn't just mean that you're paralyzed and you can't speak. It means that you can't process in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. That's what we mean by emotionally paralyzed.
you don't have the tools to get better or deal with it healthily. So these three stories were sitting on my plate randomly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just I didn't know what to do with them. And then all of a sudden last night when I listened to Dr. Romani and it was just like I'm reading the book, The Human Magnet Syndrome, and it was all about narcissism and codependence. And he brings them in as a psychiatrist in a whole other different way with with science-based stuff of behavior. And he brings in mathematical equations to explain it for those people who like that kind of thinking, which is great. That's all good too. It's a way, it's a way to frame it so you can digest it in however your left brain works best. Is how I I think so. If you if your brain needs some of the way that we speak or Dr. Romani does, but maybe Dr. Ross speaks in a bit of a different way that helps you understand it, or Dr. Rutherford does, or whatever, I would just say keep keep looking because you may need one or you may need three or four ways so that your brain goes okay. I'm not in a clusterfuck anymore. Yeah, it gives you confidence. Yeah. I think it's good when you're able to say, oh, this makes sense because this area in my life, and it makes sense because of this area in my life. Yeah. Then then you get excited and hyped to actually implement or accept an idea. Yeah. And, and if I go back to that you've got a partner doing it, and now you're exploding on your kids when they're doing it to you, if you now have the tools or a couple of tools and your child goes to do it to you, yeah, mommy, I'll do that before bedtime, or I'll do that on the weekend, instead of now, which is when you said to get it done, then instead of exploding in anger, because that's exactly what your partner's been doing to you or your boss, you can actually turn to your child and say, no, it's going to get done now for the following reasons. Mm -hmm. And it's not just because I said so, because I'm mommy, I'm daddy, I'm the boss. No, because of these reasons, this is personal responsibility. This is accountability. This Maybe is, this is the third time I've asked. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is respect for, for your, your stuff or respect for when someone asks you to do something. This is follow through. Um, and, and you can set it up also to teach that. So if they ask you to do something that's time relevant and you say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that for you by Saturday. Well, mommy, my project is due in 10 minutes. I have to do, yeah, I think I'll hand you, I'll get you that, you know, what you need Saturday morning to teach them time relevance and say, oh, do you understand why something is important within a time frame? Mm-hmm. When do you need that for, for school? Today. So it won't be good if I promise it for Saturday. Then you can break it down and explain it and give it a term so that when you need to use it, they understand what you're talking about. Yep. And I will throw in age appropriate. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You can do that with a cookie. You can do that with yep. so many things, so many things in good constructive ways. And I guarantee you, if your husband or your partner is seeing that you're getting better at teaching it to the kids, they're going to be on to the fact that you're learning something and then you're going to see them up, up their game. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you see that, then you can understand the answer to the question, does he love me, is no. Yeah, up their game meant crashing in their behaviors. So <laughs> that's right. Not stepping up. That's right. And that's that's important to see because quite often we think, but they love us. They say they do. They say they do. Or they do some things to show it. 
And so you stay for the game that they present you with so that they can get away with the other shit. That's not called love. And that's not a healthy relationship on any level. Mm-hmm. So done. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I hope this show is helpful for people, whatever position they're in. If you're the narcissist listening to the show, then I hope you go listen to Dr. Romani so you can understand your own future faking and catch yourself. Mm-hmm. And maybe put yourself into a timeout and recognize your anxiety in the moment and start talking about what you're anxious about. Or that your own dad did it to you mm-hmm. and you're modeling or that your own mother did it to you, or the boss did it to you, whatever. But just to get the proper help. Good. Yeah. Okay. So if you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at Thank you to all of our listeners and the people joining us to watch on YouTube today. We appreciate no matter where you came from that you're interested and you're here. If you have time, please like, share, comment, uh, review, or send us a testimonial if you feel so inclined. All of those things make a difference to a small business and we appreciate it. Have a beautiful weekend. Mm-hmm.